Riverside. said we were going to do like a two-week thing since our last episode but you know i've been absolutely dying to do this episode right yeah i'm really excited for this episode too dave i know that you've been chomping at the bit to get into it and uh i mean it might be college football's most burning question honestly i know it's the number one qb battle that everybody's looking at going into this year from around the country not just the big 10 so it is a great topic the biggest story with Michigan football right now is easily who's going to be the starting quarterback. Is it Cade McNamara who led Michigan to heights that we have not seen in quite some time and have never seen? Uh, that would be beating Ohio State. That would be winning a Big Ten championship. That would be at least showing up to the college football playoff. They they were there. Um but those three big, big, big check marks were done all last year in the 2021-2022 season with Cade McNamara under center. But all along, there has been a five-star quarterback last year, true freshman, J.J. McCarthy, sitting behind Cade, keeping that seat nice and toasty. And so Brant. I'd like to call this episode a hundred reasons why JJ McCarthy should be your starting quarterback. That's too many reasons, Dave. That's, <laughs> that's too many reasons. You might only need three or four to convince most people. So I hope you have a couple of bullets in the chamber there. Oh man. I am locked and loaded and ready to go. Um, I mean, Brant, let's, Let's start before we, I mean, I I think anybody who's listened to Garage Takes over the last year knows pretty firmly where I stand on the J.J. McCarthy, Cade McNamara debate. I haven't never wavered from that. Um, It's not, I'm going to just preview and say this is not the Cade McNamara slander show. I love Cade McNamara. I'm telling you right now. I love Cade. How could you not love Cade? He was our starting quarterback last year and... We had the the best season that I can remember in recent memories, honestly. Um, and when I say recent memory, I mean like well well over a decade, 15 years. I mean, so, of course, I love Cade McNamara. That's, let me just get that out of the way. And, Brant, before we jump into the reasons why I want J.J. McCarthy and I'm, well, I guess I should ask you, Brant, are you in Team J.J. McCarthy or are you, like, where are you at on this? I am team J.J. McCarthy, okay. um, and he, I guess keep going. Okay, that I, I thought you were. I just wanted to get that out of the way. So, But before we dive into that and give our reasons why, and because I feel really strongly about this, um, I want to also get your thoughts on what you actually think will happen, right? Like we don't have any insider knowledge or anything like that, but what do you think is going to happen with this battle? Um, I I'll let you start. I I already kind of shared with you what my prediction is. Not that I've heard this anywhere, just what I could see Jim Harbaugh doing. What do you think is going to actually happen when they roll the football out there against Colorado State in, you know, just a few weeks? Who takes the first snap? Yep. 
Okay, I will have Cade McNamara taking the first snap, and I put those odds at like minus five hundred right now or something wow. like that. Wow! Wow! Yeah, what I, what I makes you put it at that like that strong? I'm just curious. I just think after seeing Jim here for long enough, he is that loyalist. I think he gives him the first drive, the first series, maybe the first couple series before JJ's even talked about. Um, and I, I could definitely see JJ then taking the reins maybe after a game or two if Cade struggles and, and JJ looks really good. But outside of an injury, right off the bat, I think that Cade is your starting quarterback against Colorado State on September 3rd at noon. Okay, part of my argument is one of those exact things of like, do I actually think that Cade is going to struggle against Colorado State, UConn, you name? No, I don't. So, but I want to get into that later. Um, I what I th- think could happen uh, is I'm in agreement with you. I think I'm I'm leaning towards Cade McNamara is probably going to take the first snap against Colorado State. I think you're going to see them both. What I think could happen, which would get really interesting, is, you know, Jim Harbaugh doesn't ever like to name a quarterback, right? It's an ongoing competition. Best guy's going to play. The meritocracy, right? He's, he's said that from literally the day that he stepped foot on campus and took this job. I could see him have use, using the month of September and knowing that you're going to start Big Ten play against Maryland at the end of the month before you go at Iowa, which is when the real schedule starts. I know you kind of feel like Maryland's a little sneaky game there. We'll get into that later in our schedule breakdown in a later episode. But I can see him using the month of September as an open competition. Um, and I'm just going to rewind everyone's memories back to, I think it was the 1999 season. And this is, you know, th- you know, we're coming off of the, the national championship and Brian Greasy and all of that. And you had a couple of quarterbacks, Drew Henson, Tom Brady, right, that were splitting reps. And basically, like, what Lloyd Carr did with them is he had, like, he would trot out Tom Brady out there for a quarter, and then he'd throw Drew in there for the next quarter. And he did that for, for a time period. And I, not that I see Jim doing that, like the quarter thing like that, but I think, I think that he is going to truly use September to get a look at both of these guys and, and see who sticks out. And I, because I don't feel like with how this schedule opens up, I don't think either of these guys are going to quote unquote drop the ball and just look terrible out there. I really don't. I think Jim's going to want to see the leadership. He's going to make sure that. Uh, the turnover thing is not an issue that, you know, the decision making is there. The throws are on target. The timing is right. All of those things. And I think he could you could see the month of September being an open competition. And my prediction is, Brant, is that whomever whoever starts against Colorado State, that does not tell me, in my opinion, who's going to be the starter for the rest of the season. What I think is whoever starts that game against Iowa is going to be, you know, barring something crazy happening or the the wheels totally falling off this season, I think your starter at Iowa is likely going to be your starter the rest of the way. Uh, just my opinion. So uh, any thoughts on that? I will disagree with that. I think whoever your starter is against Maryland, that's who you're going to roll with. Um, I think, Dave, you hit on it a little bit when, I, when you were talking about how I feel about Maryland. I think that's a game you don't want to be flipping and flopping around. They have an ability to score points. Our defense has some question marks, and they will not have been tested in early those first three games. 
So I do not like the scenario where you laid out where you're still going back and forth with these quarterbacks um, against Maryland. And that's the only part I really disagree with you on. I So to me, and, and I, you and I text about this already, I think that that Maryland game could be key. Just banking off of my theory, right? Like, not that I know this at all. Correct. I think that Maryland game could, if that theory plays out, that could be the, like, all right, Big Ten play has started. I can win with either of these guys. I really do. I don't think it's a matter of playing games or trying to figure things out. I think you can win that game. And I'm not saying Maryland's not going to give them a tough game, but I think you can win that game with Kate or J.J., which kind of opens up a conversation as we kind of transition into this brand. So if Kate, like last year when Cade was the starter, he would, Jim was bringing in JJ, right? Because he brought an element that Cade didn't have. He could, he could throw the football. He could run the football. He, that read option. He, he brought things to the table that were just, more unpredictable. You didn't really know. Like, J.J. has more tools in his toolbox. Uh, Cade was your starter there. And I, and I get it, right? Like, hindsight's twenty twenty. I look back on that. It's like, of course, Cade McNamara was more, I don't even want to say experienced, right? Like, that was his first year, like, starting throughout the whole year. But he's been there. He's been on campus. He's been in the program. And obviously, that was a very good decision to keep Cade as your starter last year. But when J.J. came in, J.J. was electric, and electric. He was electric. Yep. He's a five-star kid. He's a five-star talent. Something Michigan truly has not had, you know, erase Shea Patterson from that, from that conversation. I, if Kate, so let's just play this out, Brant. If Cade was the starter this year, do you think JJ will still come in? Like, do you think he's going to come in like last year and get some reps? Or do you think he's just going to sit th- behind? I think you have to. I mean, I- okay. If, if that's going to be the game plan, then, yeah, you do that. I agree. I agree. So then the question is, if J.J. McCarthy is your starting quarterback, would you, would you, when would you bring Cade McNamara in? You wouldn't. You just, exactly. You, that's, that's, just exactly. Not something you, that's just not something you would do. Dude, you, you, there's no reason to bring him in. There's not an element to Cade McNamara's game that he does something that J.J. can't do. And so, like – that's the that's the starting point in my the opinion. scenario the scenario where that happens Dave is JJ starts a game has two turnovers and looks out of sorts and you're like okay that's enough we need Cade to then you put Cade in the rest of the game though you know what I mean mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah well I I what I don't understand Brant is like you kind of alluded to it as and I've heard this from some Michigan fans on social media, even like some friends that there's this like fear that JJ is like this loose cannon that like, yes, everybody agree. Nobody, no Michigan fan like disagrees and says JJ is not talented or he can't be the future of Michigan football. Nobody feels that way. Everybody loves JJ, but there's like this for those that are in like the Cade McNamara camp, there seems to be this. Yeah, but Cade just got it done. He doesn't turn the ball over. He makes smart plays. Brent, did you – I know J.J. had his moments last year, like the Michigan State game. I know people will, will dial it back to that moment. But why does – I don't understand where this, like, J.J. is a loose cannon thing, sort of – not a loose cannon, but, like, he's just – he's going to turn the ball over more than Cade. I look at their stats, right, J, and I know J.J.'s sample size is much, much smaller. 
He completed 57% of his passes and threw for five touchdowns and two interceptions. Cade completed 64% of his passes, 15 touchdowns, six interceptions. JJ did that as a true freshman on a limited limit. And like, those are limited snaps that he got. I don't understand where this idea comes from that like we should fear it was it the throw across the field like at the beginning of the year like that would end up being a sweet completion the people are like oh i can see jj throwing across his body and turning the ball over like do you brant where does that narrative come from i think it comes from that narrative is built from guys or people watching cade and thinking how just how how big of a contrast there is right there um and to your point, Dave, when you say six inter- interceptions from Cade McNamara, um, yeah, he made mistakes too. And he cost us big in the Nebraska game where luckily we got the ball back, right? There was also the strip sack where he didn't feel the pressure from behind him at Penn State, right? And we got bailed out in those games, but those were big Cade mistakes that people forget about because we ended up winning those games. Um Obviously, they, they point to the J.J. situation against Michigan State and say, see, he's kind of the reason we lost that game, right? So mm-hmm. that, that is just – that's where that narrative is built, Dave, I think. I don't think it's really the throw across uh, the body where he made the 60-yard throw or whatever it was to Dalen Baldwin um, just because it was – it worked. Um, and it was kind of that moment when people opened up their eyes and said, okay, this kid's different. He's special, uh, five-star special. So – um, I, I really think that at the end of the day, it comes down to who gives you the best chance to win. Um, and they both give you a good chance to win, but I think JJ gives you that chance to be special win. You're right. Right. I, I agree. And, like and a I want a special season and just dialing it back to last year for a second. I mean, first of all, I, I set the 15 touchdowns and six interceptions for a reason because I, and I know last year that it was not Kate's fault that, they drew up that offense to run the football, and it worked last year. It worked. We also don't have the same team as last year. We don't have Aiden Hutchinson. We don't have David Ajabo. We don't have Dax Hill. A lot of that defense is a question mark this year. Now, we're hoping it's going to be good. We're hearing it's going to be good. But that defense changed the entire dynamics of that team. I think we've got to stop with the narrative that, that Cade McNamara – beat Ohio State, that Cade McNamara won us a Big Ten championship, that Cade McNamara got us to the college football playoff. Look, you can't disagree. Facts are facts. He was the starting quarterback for all of those things, but we didn't achieve those milestones necessarily because of him. We completed those milestones with him, and that's a very big difference for me. Um, and so, Brian, I want to read off just some of, as I was kind of digging into just last year and some stats, I wanted to make sure all Michigan fans just fully understand this. I picked out Cade McNamara's three best games last year, stats-wise. That would be against Michigan State. Okay, these are the three best games. Keep this in mind. 28 of 44 for 383 yards, two touchdowns, one pick. Brant, would you agree that was his best game of the year? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yep. And keep in mind, like, 90 of those yards was that throw to Andrew Anthony where he just took it to the house, which was amazing. Okay, then you have the game against Penn State. 19 of 29 for 217 yards, three touchdowns. And then against Maryland, 21 of 28, 259 yards, two touchdowns. Okay. Did 
outside of those Michigan State stats, did those other two games like blow your top off? Where you're like, wow, <laughs> he had a heck of a game. No. Okay. Absolutely not. Me neither. Let me read off the rest of these games. I got seven games that I just want to bring Michigan fans' attention to. Can, can I tell you one before you go that just immediately sticks out to me that I know you'll read off is the Northwestern game. But go yep. ahead. Okay. Against Washington, Kate McNamara, 7 of 15 for 44 yards. Zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. Against Rutgers, 9 of 16, 163 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. Against Nebraska, 22 of 38 for 254 yards, zero touchdowns, one interception. Against Northwestern, 20 of 27 for 129 yards, zero touchdowns, zero picks. Against Ohio State, 13 of 19 for 159 yards, zero touchdowns, one interception. Against Iowa in the Big Ten Championship game, 16 of 24 for 169 yards, one touchdown, one pick. And then lastly, against Georgia, 11 of 19, 106 yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions. And completely overwhelmed. That entire game, he was completely overwhelmed. Completely overwhelmed. Brant, what you're in the, I, I know you watched the season very closely like I did. When I read that off the paper to you, what sticks out? So, like I said before, it was the Northwestern game to me, and it wasn't that he had went 20 for 27 for 129 yards with zero touchdowns. That really irritated me. It was watching that game and watching receivers be wide open and him not pull the trigger. And that is the most frustrating thing for me. And that's that was the game that I really changed on. Dave, I don't know if you remember, but at, it was like halftime and it was like 10-7. And we were clearly, clearly the better team. But we continued yep. to hamstring ourselves because we wanted to throw five-yard outs and four-yard slants and whatever we want to do. But I'm telling you, I watched that like – I went back and watched it, Dave, because there were so many receivers that were running open that he just didn't throw it to. And um, I don't know what you think the strength of this team is this year, Dave, but the receiving court is one of them. I would say this is a top two or three receiver room in the Big Ten. Oh, absolutely. With no doubt. Yep. Um, I I agree. I mean, they're up there for the top. Okay. Maybe I should. Should take my Michigan fandom hat off. I, I yeah. think they at least top twenty in the country. I really do believe that. That's I think fair. There's some unta- is... untapped potential, and they are deep. <laughs> They're yeah. very I, deep. I felt you going the top five route there for no. a second. No, no, no. <laughs> I wanted I was to like, say that. Just, just hold on to that. But yeah, we're not Ohio State. We know that, and we're okay with that. We don't need to be them. We want to be Michigan. We want to run the ball. I totally get that. But the strength of this team is getting the backs to where they can be elusive, to where they can catch it in a great spot and make a play for you, and then getting the receivers deep routes because these receivers are fast and some are big. So, um, you know, it's it's about that, Dave. I, I agree. I think that there is a ton of untapped potential in the wide receiver room. There's a ton of untapped potential with Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards. We said it on the last episode, I believe, or maybe the episode before, I forget. 
this offense has a chance to be truly special. An offense like we have not seen at the University of Michigan in quite some time. An offense that, when I think of like when's the last time Michigan was electric on offense, is probably in the Denard Robinson days. Like yeah. that, it was just like wow, like this is fun to watch right now. And it doesn't always have to be fun to watch. It doesn't always have to be pretty. I'm okay with running the football. If that's our identity, that's what we want to do, great. Hassan Haskins isn't here anymore. This team looks different, and I, I just don't I don't see a scenario where when I look at the guys on this roster that Cade McNamara gets the best out of all of them. Um, I, I don't. And that's not to say that Cade's not a good quarterback. I love Cade, but you've got a guy in J.J. McCarthy who has – He's got an arm, and he's healthy now. And, I mean, at the end of the day, Brant, do you trust that if Cade McNamara is the starting quarterback this year, I feel like J.J. did something to really mess this up. Like that he – there's something that I don't know, you don't know, the average fan doesn't know, that is hamstringing him or holding him back. Do you have faith in Jim Harbaugh and this coaching staff to make the right decision here this year? I do. I have faith in that. I think the only thing that could stop JJ from getting the starting position this year, Dave, is live mistakes in those first three games. It would have to be um, crucial mistakes that I just don't think you can see against those three teams. So I think that's the only way he doesn't come out of the starter after those three games. Yeah, you I, I, I agree with that. Can't disagree with it. But when you look at the schedule top to bottom, you can and you should win 10 games mm-hmm. with Kate or JJ. Mm-hmm. Like, no matter who the quarterback is, you should win 10 games, or else, in my opinion, this season was a failure. Um, yeah, that, I'm so, with you on that. So I just and, – and the other thing is, Brant, JJ McCarthy, and you know, you know Michigan fans, they love a good Michigan man, right? One who does the right things, says the right things – leads by example, can be the face of this program. Has J.J., he's done all of those things, dude. All of it. From the day they started recruiting this kid and he committed early on to Michigan, what was he doing, Brant? He was recruiting other kids. Dude, the, the reason why these studs are on this team, like Donovan Edwards, like, I mean, they're here because J.J. committed early. And started making, he started creating that recruiting class. He hasn't stopped. So he hits the recruiting trail. You look at his NIL stance. You know Michigan, they want to do things the right way. We've talked about this, right? He's His NIL stance is exactly in line with Michigan, right? Like he's been very vocal about, you know, if you're winning and you're doing the right things, the money will come. The NIL stuff will come later. But he doesn't feel that you should, you're you entitled to that just because, you know, you're stepping you're foot a at 17 the University year old, of Michigan. Right. Yeah, you're a 17-year-old high school kid. Like Right. So well, Michigan fans probably love to hear that, right? Like that sort of yeah. conservative stance on things. His community outreach, man. The NIL money he did make, he's given back to the community. He's constantly said and done the right things. And – I just – I will be utterly disappointed if he's not the starting quarterback this year. Will he transfer? It's a great question. And if I'm him – I don't think yeah, so, but it's I'm something to think about. I'm definitely thinking about it if I'm him 
The other thing that you have to think about is I think you're letting other teams off the hook if that's the situation that you go with. I know all of the rivals, all the other teams are rooting for Cade McNamara to win this job because, one, I feel like they know our capacity, Dave. They know how high we can go. They saw how high we can go with him. Secondly, I think that they are rooting for the chaos of J.J. Rumors to be transferring. And mm-hmm. other programs will be drooling at a chance to get him. So yep. I think Jim is playing with fire if you just allow Cade to start this year. Well, and and I the only scenario that Cade should start this year is if he truly looks like the better quarterback. Like in it because if it's a toss up, like I'm just play I don't think it is. I think JJ is significantly we I know he has better upside. I think he's better right now though, today. I do. Outside of the fact that he doesn't have as much experience, he's the better quarterback as of today. So Cade, JJ, nothing's owed to you, right? Like if you're not the better guy, like I think there's this tendency because Michigan fans, we have not we haven't gotten to these heights before. So there's like this we want to hold on to like this this past relationship, right? Where we're like, Cade, he was he's done nothing but good for us, right? Like he's take we won all of these things with him. How can you be anti Cade or not want him to have the job? He's done nothing to lose the job. I just I don't think anything should be handed to him for that reason at all, and I think that's a scared way to play. I think our schedule in September is the perfect time to just let JJ unleash and 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 show the entire country what this offense is all about. And the other thing is, Brant, I think that the entire country is watching this quarterback battle, and that includes recruits, wide receivers, quarterbacks, all of those guys, because this is if you listen to any ESPN, any other podcast nationally ranked talking about college football, this is one of the top storylines in the country is this quarterback battle. And we've already seen the likes of Dante Moore not choose Michigan, who's in their backyard. He's off to Oregon. You've already seen the likes of CJ Carr, grandson of Lloyd Carr, head down to Notre Dame. And now you've got another five-star kid that's kind of in the mix in Jaden Davis. And I think that a kid like Jaden Davis and even like a Dante Moore, whom I've heard is still keeping his eye on Michigan, if they don't put J.J. in this position to start throwing the football, like I don't – there's no five-star quarterback that's going to want to come here. And you need that in today's day and age in college football. You do. And I don't see – like if they – just play this out safely and cage your guy again. I don't. I think it's going to really set this program potentially back. Now, if they win and they replicate their successes last year, sure, then tell me to shut up and I'm completely wrong with that. But I do think that people are watching this closely and you've already seen the impact of recruiting with a couple of uh, highly talented and recruited quarterbacks not choose Michigan and highly recruited and talented wide receivers not choose Michigan. I think if you put JJ in and this offense explodes, like I think it will, I think it's going to do wonders for the, for, for this program. And Brant, can you even imagine, like imagine JJ starts this year, even if we don't beat Ohio state, but we have another great season. Okay. I'm just throwing that out there. Imagine next fall. Imagine next fall. We we're returning our starting quarterback that we know is a stud, has a full year under his 
under his belt. Why can't we not make another run at it next year? Yeah, I mean, that's how you stack. That's how you stack titles, man. I mean, that's how you do it. And then you go get the likes of a Jaden Davis and you say, yep, you're the next guy. You're the next guy up. You see how we gave JJ the job his sophomore year? You're going to be expected to do the same thing. So that's how you do it. That's what Ohio State's done for years. That's what Alabama's done now for years. That's, that's what these perennial great programs do. Remember, Clemson did it with Trevor Lawrence. It's, it's just how it works. Um, and if you don't have the stomach for it, then you shouldn't be making these decisions. Right. Well, and I, I, I think that you've just named some, some prime examples of just programs that do this perennially every single year. They have these guys ready to go, and, and you, you finally got one. Jim, you finally landed your guy, your five-star quarterback. He's done he, and said all of the right things. I think he's incredibly talented. I think this will be an incredible misstep from this coaching staff if they mess this up. We better hope that they get it right. And I don't think it's going to necessarily translate to a difference even in wins and losses. Maybe it will in a game like against Ohio State. I don't see Hassan Haskins there running for another five touchdowns down in Columbus this year. I'm not sure if that recipe is going to work again. Um, I, I just think that we've got to really, really nail this decision and – you can't if you're going to bring in top talent in the country. We know the NIL stuff is a factor now, but if you're going to if you're going to bring in four-star, five-star kids, and Michigan has the brand, they have the clout, they have the program history to do that, I think that this is a really big moment for Michigan football. And I think that if JJ McCarthy is a starting quarterback this year, this team and program is on the verge of something really, really special. That's how special I think this kid is, man. Yeah, let me tell you. Let me just finish by saying this, Dave. Let me tell you what I don't care about. I don't care about last year and and what Cade has done for us. It's all about what can you do this year for us. And I want to see us take that next step. Making the college football playoff is great. Guess what we haven't done in a really long time? Beat Ohio State two years in a row. That's just something that... I already can feel in my gut that Cade's not going to be able to get us over and do. So it's just, to me, you have to, you have to make this decision of, of choosing JJ at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, when do you think it will be though? Like it, your, your gut tells you it's against Maryland. That's when, yeah, that's, that's what I think. Uh, that is what I'm hoping happens. Uh, that's what I think will happen. Yeah. So are you kind of in agreement that you think like these first few weeks, like, well, yeah, these first few weeks, I guess, leading up to that, that is going to be kind of an open competition. Like you don't think going into week one against Colorado State that Jim has his mind made up? I, I think he will have a inclination of who he wants to go with. And I think if he's if he's doing his job correctly, in my opinion, he should be open and honest about that with those guys and just tell them, hey, you're going to have a chance, though. You're going to have a chance, but I'm leaning this way. Um, this is how it's gone through fall camp. So that's that's what I think should happen. And I think that's what will happen. What do you think, Dave? Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. And I, I I mean, these guys are going to want to know where they stand firmly, yeah. right? Like, yeah. that, that's the right thing to do. Yep, absolutely. Question for you, Brant. J.J. McCarthy do you see him as a NFL quarterback? I know I there's I know there's a lot to see still. I but. can't 
answer that at the moment, but everything would tell me after watching a lot of these preseason NFL games, the answer is yes, just, <laughs> right. just on what we've seen already. Um, I mean, currently I'm watching Geno Smith and Drew Locke fight out to be who's going to be leading the Seahawks. So, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely see him as an NFL quarterback. Do I see Cade McNamara as an NFL quarterback? I don't know if you're going to ask me that or not, but the answer is also yes. I could see somebody wanting to have a good guy in the locker room, have somebody that's going to study hard, have someone that's going to try to be a leader. You know, he has all those intangibles, but I agree. I, I, I just think he would work really well in an NFL locker room. I just know that he's not going to blow the top off of defenses. Yep. And I, I, right. Absolutely. And there is nothing wrong with being like being, I want like you and I both want JJ to start. But being a fan of Cade, like I do, I think Cade is a special player. I think he is a winner. I think he is a leader. I think we're lucky to have him. All of those things. I think he could be a good player in an NFL locker room. He could be a great quarterback and another college football team next year. Um, So, you know, I, I do think that there is something special about Cade. But in terms of special, special talent, upside, all of those things, it's J.J. McCarthy, and it's not close, and it's mid-August right now, but I don't see myself changing my opinion on this unless I am just totally off on this and J.J. is just like a loose cannon nutcase out of there who turns the ball over and can't you know, can't keep the, the football in our, in our possession. But I don't see that happening. So there, there were moments last year where it clearly felt like he was a freshman. I mean, there was times where you watched it and you said, okay, that was a little bit much or, or – yeah, I'm glad he's learning these mistakes now while, you know, Cade's still there right now for him. So there was there was some times last year where um, he had some head-shaking plays. But other than that, I really liked what I saw from him, and I'm leaning towards him. All right, man. We are in agreement. We kept this one short. One last time, I just want to welcome everybody. All aboard the J.J. McCarthy hype train. Let's go. Brant, nude. we are just a matter of a few weeks right now uh, away from kickoff against Colorado State. I cannot wait. We, I, I mean, are we shooting for a weekly podcast at this point? Let's do it. Um, yeah, I, I think so. Uh, what are we now? Uh, we're recording on this on a Saturday, but I think next Saturday is the last Saturday without football. So we made it, yeah. man. <laughs> we're yeah, right there. You got it. We're right on the precipice. <laughs> all right. I'm ready for week zero. All right, man. Pleasure as always. Catch you all next time. Make sure if you haven't already that you follow or subscribe to the show. Give us a five star rating. We greatly appreciate it. It's free to do so. Garage Takes season two, episode four. We'll see you guys next time. Powered by Riverside.